Welcome to Elf Drop, the podcast where we talk about the things that are making us drop and ultimately the things that keep us from dropping. We have very strong opinions about the things we see happening on reality TV, on Instagram, and in the intersection of the two. And sometimes we get so upset by it all that we feel like we just can't take it. And that's when we say, I'll drop. I'm Maggie. And I'm Maria. And we're going to get into the things that are making us drop this week. After I get <laughs> that's like the feeling well, you're going for. Yeah, before um, Lexi bloats away, I mean, Maggie, do you want to get into it? Do you want to intro or top? Oh yeah, me yeah. or just us? Yeah. Just you. Okay, so like I said, we have we've been fascinated by like the Taylor Swift fandom for a while, and just trying to like figure it out. Obviously. There was, like, the surprise album releases this year. So it was, like, a big topic on the internet. She's been through so many evolutions herself. Um, And this is, like, a this is a very, like, personal person for people. Like, this is, like, a very important topic we find for her fans. So we're just, like, we just want to, like, figure out what's going on. And then on the other hand, just in general, like, fandoms how they interact with each other, how seriously or not seriously they take things, like how things have evolved with like Twitter and different tools and that and all of that. So like, I don't know. We always just like ask each other questions and then we realize we had a literal expert in our midst. <laughs> Someone to give you all the scoop. So and now that we have one, it's time to get the, give scoop. Us the scoop. So basically what we're going to do is like kind of a new format for us. We're going to do some like interviewing Q&A. vibes um q a but also like q a but we can talk about whatever we want and do any tangents that we want and there are no rules and ultimately we can throw the whole thing away if it feels we like... can just stop if before it goes that way we never speak about it again <laughs> yeah we just when we actually cut off our relationship with each other just i never to speak to either of you again after years of friendship <laughs> bye okay so i think a good place to start is tell us your journey with like being a fan of Taylor Swift um it's pretty simple um we can go all the way back to when I was in seventh grade and obsessed with a random kid in my middle school and this is 2007 just to like we are way back okay for me and Lexi's grade Maria it's your grade is always the year so it's pretty 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 fun (laughs) oh yeah yeah, you're in that grade grade it honestly makes remembering things so much easier (laughs) It does. Like I'm connected to my life solely. Calendar years. <laughs> the only thing that keeps me yeah. grounded. <laughs> um, yeah. So 2007, Taylor comes out with her debut country album, um, and I stumble upon teardrops on my guitar, probably from like the radio or something. And I was like, Ooh, "Yeah, this this checks." Like I'm heartbroken over this 12 year old boy with acne all over his face. <laughs> sure. And so I downloaded to my iPod, and like that was really the only song i knew of hers for a while um, yeah that was that was it, it for a minute. minute and then she came you know she this is when she started really blowing up and like love story came out um that whole like fearless came out and i think i listened to like one song off of it in 2009 and i was like okay like taylor's was fine and this was the time when the media like really was not about her and so I didn't really like her as a person, mm-hmm. and that could have really stemmed from, like, internal misogyny or just, like, not feeling it. I don't know. I just didn't really like her until 2010. She comes out with Speak Now, which I still think is her best album, completely self-written. Um, she was a teenager when she wrote it, and I had a very good friend who is still one of my best friends who has great music taste to this day, and she was obsessed with this album. And I was like, all right, like, I guess it's time to give Taylor Swift a shot. Um, I listened to it. That's such yeah. a thing, like your friend, it meaning a lot to your friend. And yeah, and that was really, like, I really listened to it because I was like, this album means a lot totally. to you, and I feel like I should just listen to it. And then I became a really big fan of hers from then on. So I really, like, I've liked her, quote unquote, since 07, like from her debut, but I've been a fan fan since 2010, which is now 11 years in the fall, which is nuts. 
She's decade a decade older. older. We're in double digits of fandom, which is really a lot to process. So that was the first album that she wrote herself. Fully, I think. She wrote a lot in the other two, but this was really like, I wrote every song, and that was like what she clung to with marketing. What um what album was our song on? Because I was literally listening to that, or I was singing that to myself. That was on her debut, like, which is that is a bop. That's that was a great before, song. yeah. Oh, okay, cool. That's the bop. That's the bop. I used to oh, watch the video the so good. In grade. <laughs> it's so pure. It's and so just, like, fun. Fun. I love young. It's, yeah, because it's, it's weird teen girl about. vibes. She was like, like just like dressing up. Like that's such a yeah. young age to be doing that. that it is... just makes so much sense. I was like just fun and like silly. Just like silly. So the fact that it, like, resonated with, like, emotions that you were having a lot, like, that's part of why you were Yes. I remember specifically with Speak Mm -hmm. Now, that album is really, like, fairy tale-esque, and there's a lot of heartbreak and longing, because she was, I think, 19 when she wrote it, and I was, I must have been, like, 15 when it came out. And I remember I, like, Mm quote-unquote fell in love for the first time right around when the album dropped. So I remember just, like, listening to every song and being like, oh, my God, this is so me right now you know like it just felt very like connected <laughs> um, and I think so that probably cute. is a major part of why I loved it so much it just felt very like with the time that I was going through I don't know if I had yeah. listened to that album maybe a year earlier or a year after if it would have hit the same so circumstances just kind of came together with that I think yeah like the whole time starting with yeah like, it's poor 12 year old me heartbroken over this random guy I haven't heard from in probably since eighth grade did you guys no. go out? You should reach out. Like, what happened? I was talking about you on this pod. I was thinking about you. So weird. Random story. <laughs> what happened with you and the 12-year-old Oh, my God. Nothing. He just now. didn't like me back ever. And he made fun of me because he was popular. So Aww. sad. Oh, Hence, teardrops on my guitar. He was always dating the popular Aww. girl. It wasn't me, you know? Damn, and that is a yeah. back of her song wow. a lot. So I see it really why it made really a lot of sense, and it's still yeah. actually one of my favorite songs by her. I think I just think it's great, but really small me was vibing with that choice of hers. So like, okay, so speak now is when you really got hooked, and that was in like when you were like fourteen, 14 years old. Yeah. So then, do you think that like, how did the albums that followed that? Do you think that at that point you were like primed to just like ride it out like wherever she went from there or did you have like specific new relationships with each album very interesting that? question um i <laughs> think uh, i really liked country music in high school so i remember when red came out i was a senior in high school and that was the first album that she started experimenting with pop a little bit because that was you know like we are mm, never yeah. ever getting back together um i knew you were trouble like she was experimenting a little right. bit trouble is i really like that was the That's first song banger. i really liked that by song her, holds trouble. up and i remember being like i was not yeah, into pop music at the time one. which is funny because i love pop music now uh, yeah isn't that oh my terrible? god really I'm there was a, yeah you're such a pop girl i, I didn't like think again music. it was one of those like crazy. i need to be different than everyone else so i'm just gonna listen to like bodie bear and cry in my room like, That's really fair. Think that was it no, literally. Why am I acting like confused? Right, like, get over it. Pop yeah. music is good. Me, get me over yourself. Like, so I was like, <laughs> hey everyone, hey everyone, get if over you're it. If you're and listening to this, just listen to PSA. pop music. It will not ruin your life. I promise you. Yeah, just, just like, like enjoy, let yourself be happy. enjoy like, music. It doesn't fucking matter. No, yeah, and people will think you're cool. Right, like it's confident. so much cooler to buy girls. into it. Yeah. Um, so I remember at that time <laughs> I was a little bit wary and I was like, oh man, like, is she, you know, where, where, where are we going here? What, what direction are we steering in? And then. Yeah, that was a big, if I may cut in, that was a big conversation around the yes. trouble, like music video specifically. Yes. I remember her hair mm-hmm. was, yes, straight. it was. Her hair was like, yeah. short. Yeah. it was a little Things darker were, people blown up. and it was like, what like, is oh, this? And, you know, country people. Yes, country fans and like country also. musicians have this kind of gatekeeping mentality. That's like, if you do country, you have to stay in country, mm-hmm. and if you leave, we will hate you forever. And it's just very, it's like this really weird toxic culture mm-hmm. that they have. And so, especially because country literally came from like twenty five thousand yeah. genres of music it's before. It's like that's how music works. And so that happened, and yeah. then she announces nineteen eighty nine, and she drops. I think. I don't know if Blank Space or Shake It Off came first. And I'm, I think it's Blank Space. I think it's Blank Space. 
just an incredible song i remember listening to it and being like oh my like we are really diving head first pop girly at this point like we were sophomores in college i was basically listening to all edm at this point because you know it was like 2014 (laughs) so that was in another god what you're really like you're like i'm country right now i'm edm characterize my years and genres i listen to and so I, I loved 1989. I still think it's a really good pop album. And then Re- Reputation comes Me too. And I'm going to be honest, and for all the Swifties that I know are going to listen to this, they're going to hate me for it. I hated this album until quarantine. Hated it. I hated everything wow. about it. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, there's a lot of the, weird the, the, shit it on was just, album. Like, look what you made me do. I, I will did not never understand, understand that until I was so angry at the world in June of 2020. And I was like, I understand the vision now. Like, I was so pissed that I was like, I Whoa. get it. You are mad. You're pissed she off. Came and, I around. Get it. and so at that point, I remember the album came out and I didn't listen to it for a week. And at that point, I was like, I wonder if I'm just not really a fan of hers anymore because I just couldn't get into the music at all. Um, which was weird. So I was like, yeah. I've loved her yeah. for so many years. And long story short, I kind of got over it and I was like, okay, well, I don't like this album. We'll move on. And then I really didn't like Lover at all. <laughs> so that was like, I thought that was the last song. I really thought when Lover, <laughs> yeah, came, it was it so, was and it was just like confusing yes. after. And like, reputation. I like some of the songs on it, but as a whole, I like do not yeah. listen to the album. And I was like, okay, well, you know, if this is the end of me liking her music, at least I still love her old stuff. And then she dropped the two surprise indie albums, which I am absolutely obsessed with and think are incredible. So it's been wow. quite a weird journey. What a journey. Damn. So like, okay, so when in June 2020, when you like rediscovered your love for Reputation, were you, was she like, all her music was back in your life again more? Like when, when Folklore came out, were you... In a Taylor no, place I haven't or no? really been in a full, full, like, listening to Taylor Swift a lot phase, probably since college. And I'll, like, listen okay. to her once in a while, and I'll, like, oh, put wow, okay. some of her albums on if I, like, need something to listen to. But I really don't listen to her as much as people think I do. I'm just a long-time fan of hers, if that makes sense. But the last two albums right. I listen, like, I her most recent yeah, album, yeah, yeah. I think is probably my second favorite that she's released. Because I'm a huge Boney Bear fan, and he worked a lot on these, and so... I just listen to them a lot and I think yeah. they're great. But her older albums I even don't listen to too too often anymore. One thing that I, is just on my mind that I want to say that I thought of when you brought up Blank Space, like I remember when that song came out, I was like, oh, she's funny. Like I, I realized that. that she was like funny yeah. for the first time or at least like had a sense of humor yeah. about the yeah, way she was seen. for sure. Because I think before that, it was like understandably like taking a defensive position towards like right. people like towards like critics of hers like because everyone I think because a lot of her criticism is like it can be like just like oh who are you dating now oh, Taylor yeah. and then I feel like that that was one where she like had a good sense of humor yeah. about it because like, like it's oh, funny cool. like yeah oh my god I love I that. bought that song um, on iTunes because now we're at the age. <laughs> She was, I think she was 24 or 25 when 1989 came out. So it makes sense now to be like, oh yeah, at this point of her life, like she doesn't care if the media is like, oh, who are you dating? But if you're like 18, 19 years old, like, and the media is dating like a 19 year old, I would be so sad all the time. Like she's just trying to be a teenager and like date Harry Styles in peace. And the news was like, mm-hmm. no, you can't do that. <laughs> Actually, no. When I did my, um, when I did that, like, survey on my Instagram of Taylor Swift, like, fans, the lyric that everyone said meant the most to them was the bridge oh, yes. from All what Too Well. Classic. Like, literally, the majority, like, it wasn't even, it wasn't even, like, what song do you like? Like, what, blah, blah, blah. Like, I didn't even give any specific parameters, and, like, people still said yeah, that I mean, specific part of that song because it was about yeah, the lyric, Jake Gyllenhaal, you right? call me up again just to break me like a promise. So casually cruel in the name of being honest. Like that is lyrical genius. Yeah, that is like it's incredible. That is the and like thing. I know, you know, that's a song that is very well written and it's almost so overplayed now that like the fandom kind of makes fun of it. But if you listen to it objectively, it is so well written and so heartbreaking. 
because of what Jake Gyllenhaal did to her. It is. Oh, he's so old. old. And like she has dated so many men that were so much older than her. And I'm like, that must have been like getting older and looking back and looking at those relationships. Kind of scary. Imagine being 19 and dating like John Mayer in his 30s. Oh, man. Yeah, dude. It's so alarming to like look back and realize like, oh my God, I'm older than this, or I'm this age now. How weird and I just realized how weird that is. And I realized yeah. I was like at the in time, danger, like If I was 19 that and whole time. John Mayer come up to me, I, yeah, I would probably date him. But now looking back, I'm like, no, that's not what we should be doing here. Like, no. No, yeah. And it's, it's people who were like famous before her. So it's like right. people who she's probably like fan, a fan of. Yeah, like and what? So like, Guitar, singer, songwriter. Sing yeah, exactly. Be a fan of he's, I mean, he's an incredible. I, it's, it's funny because right. I know Swifties a lot of the time take this position that's like, if Taylor Swift doesn't like you, I don't like you. But like, I am a huge John Mayer fan. Every Swiftie hates me for it, but I love Kanye West's music. I think he's one of the best of our time, um, even though, you know, that yeah. is something that we do not talk about. Yeah. But I just like I I separate <laughs> the you know what I mean? and I know that's kind of a rare take but John totally. Mayer is one of the best guitarists of our time and I'm not going to ignore that just because he dated Taylor Swift you know so I mean you're mentioning like the Swifties like <laughs> shout out um I'm trying to like like you're on Twitter a lot and like that's like where the Swifties come together like as a community like the fandom that's kind of like where they congregate um what's your like swifty story I, like as to how i got involved in that yeah what is the swifty story okay. how'd you get in there and were yeah. you a swifty like even when you weren't that into her music like did you stay sure let me let you. me backtrack a little little bit so there's two areas where taylor swift fans specifically congregate this isn't just like stan twitter taylor swift fans have also been known to troll not troll they live on tumblr a lot because up until a couple months ago taylor swift used tumblr Mm -hmm. a lot to interact with her fans for years i mean like since i was in high school um i remember that that she yeah like people would and because that is normally the way i'm sure you guys know about taylor's secret sessions she does quote unquote where she invites fans to her house before albums get released to listen to it first she picks them from tumblr and kind of from Twitter. Oh, I didn't oh, know yeah. that. So, like, the oh, reason why... I did not know The main that. reason why that Taylor Swift stand community specifically is so ag- aggressively present on the internet is because that's how Taylor and her team find people to meet her. Yeah. So, I've been on... I was on Tumblr oh, from probably okay. freshman year of high school up until, like, college because I just didn't use it anymore. Um, and I followed a bunch of people that were really, like, talking about Taylor Swift 24-7 and it was more just to like see people's thoughts on things but I was never someone that was like okay I'm gonna post 30 times a day in hopes that Taylor will choose me because I just honestly never cared that much like I I would love to meet her that is like a dream of mine but I couldn't Mm -hmm. devote hours of my day to it and like plan out how I'm gonna get her to notice me but that's kind of how (laughs) that's how a lot (laughs) of Swifty community works the way I got into it is kind of a weird story um In 2018, Taylor and her team released a very short-lived social media app on iPhones called The Swift Life. And it was the the stupidest thing ever. I will predate that. It was horrible. It got shut down in a year. (laughs) The reason I downloaded it was because (laughs) I got a concussion uh, right after finals in law school. And I was so (laughs) bored. And I knew this app had come out. And I was like, okay. Like, bet. Yeah. I can't believe it was in 2018. That feels yeah. like a very oh, like, it was just ridiculous. Idea. Like this should have been made in 2018. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like Kim it was, Kardashian it was, video. Wait, Maggie, vibes. it was made by the same company. I'm 99.9% sure. Yes. No way. Oh you my god. The and they were like, I mean, she made and a lot of money. Do you want to try? It was just the worst place ever. It was <laughs> an absolute hellhole. But I met some people on there just through whatever post. I normally just chat like shit posted all the time and chat posted in past tense and met people that I'm still really good friends with that I'll talk about later so what happened is Swiftlight got shut down I actually made a Twitter account in 2019 to uh, keep up with Disney things 
Yeah. So was that your? I mean, I had it on Twitter, school, but deleted it. Okay. And this was the first time I made a Twitter account and like followed internet people, quote unquote, and kind of kept up with it. And then I just ended up cause, because I followed people that had like thousands of Swifty followers specifically, and I would interact with them because I knew them from the Swift life, and they were genuinely my friends. Swifty started following me. And I was like, oh, okay. And I, re- I really did not know what I was getting myself into at the time. But I was like, cool. Okay, like Taylor Swift fans. <laughs> and then here we are two years later. And I am just absolved into this community. Or I'd say absorbed into this community. <laughs> so that, that's, the, that's the journey. Absor- yeah, yeah. Wow. I mean, I just have like so many questions about the Swifty community because... I like I see you posting a lot like I feel like I'm always aware of the drama and the that and the fandom because of like yeah I see you you're tweeting, the only I'm like, oh, Swifty this is how I thought of my relationship yeah. to the Swiftyverse so if it was like a circle the inside of the circle is where Thank all you. of the the Swift I call it Swifty nonsense that's what me and my friends call it Swifty nonsense is inside of the circle it's people fighting about everything under the sun like any topic in this world you could think about like, like, literally, like, like what? racism. And people will just start arguing within the Swifty community about, like, <laughs> no. About in general, Taylor Swift? Be or just, like, huge okay, fights. Okay. Literally about anything. I'm oh my on God. the edge of the circle. So I, like, witness it. And sometimes I'll, like, throw a tweet out and be like, hey, like, it's really not cool for you to be saying X, Y, Z. But then I just move on. Like, I observe it and I acknowledge it. But I right. never really get involved and I'm never at the center of it because I just I, I don't have the time for it. I don't care. Most of the time okay. it's about really stupid stuff. And I'm like, I can't get involved with whether you think Taylor and Joe are pregnant or not. Like, stop fighting. What are you doing? This is ridiculous. <laughs> but like, that's just kind <laughs> of what I witness. Um, so. No, 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 no. Think... my brain just like, cut go out. ahead. Sorry. Like, why do you think it's like that? Like, why do you do you think. They no. fight more than other fandoms. Do I think, think fandoms in general people? are just really weird places that are very, it's filled with very opinionated people. And I think if you're someone that's, if you have extreme feelings about something as minuscule as whether Taylor Swift's buttons mean an album is coming out tomorrow, you're going to have opinions on everything, <laughs> everything under this. And that, that's not even an exaggeration. Like, I don't know if you've heard about the hole in the fence theory. That she posted a photo once of a fence. I have it, actually. And they were like, great. This is how many holes are in the fence. This is when her next album is coming out. Because Taylor Swift does stuff like that. That's the problem. Taylor Swift is unhinged. Oh. Taylor, if you're listening to this, you're absolutely batshit nuts. Because she'll like, she'll like. Taylor, if you're listening to this, connect us <laughs> Taylor with Swift LLC. Are you listening also? She'll wear like a shirt of an album <laughs> title that the album comes out three years later. And people are like, oh my God, like what? No, it is. It's like it a absolutely it's is like crazy. It's so crazy. Yes. It's like and dangling a carrot over your face. Yes, that's like exactly what it is. And then like never and letting them have like, she like, ha- And not to say like she later. set up like stand culture because Halsey kind of does this and a lot of other artists do this Easter egg thing. But Taylor Swift really was the first one to do it to this magnitude. And it's just created this okay, culture yeah. where people will just look into every single thing she does, which is toxic because, like, I don't know, she'll have, like, a hair tie on in an interview and they'll put out these theories that take hours to make. And it's like, not everything is this deep. It's just not. And if people get really creative with yeah. stuff. And it is cool to see when people do find out that they were right about something. But, man, my... My brain just does not work like that. Right. That's all. so validating. Like, I, can't, I can't do that. So are you saying that she was one yes, of the first? I would say so. I mean, like and that's not what I know. Like, I don't really know anything about, I don't know, throw a random pop girl. Yeah. Like Ariana Grande. I don't know if she does Easter eggs such as that. I know Halsey does because I'm like. Not really. She just will be like, right. Name and of it's my like, next and album I, you know what? Thank you next. <laughs> And I'll be like, oh my life god, life was that simple as a Swifty because every time, <laughs> like, it just, it's so much simpler. And I know there are other artists that do it, but I think she was the first one to really bring that into modern day music and be like, oh, there's hints everywhere, and you're never gonna know what's a hint and what's not. Like, it drives people nuts on the on the edge of our seats all the time. Mm. That's crazy. So your friends 
like that you initially met on this swift life how did you connect with them did you feel like they had a similar yes. like sense of humor everyone about that i am friends as with you yeah. finds the swifty fandom annoying to some degree and that's why i was like cool we're friends because like my friends that are quote-unquote swifty friends we okay. don't talk about taylor swift ever <laughs> like we're just genuine friends um, and I think it's because we would just laugh originally about the absurdity of it all and be like, wow, this is ridiculous. And we're like, oh, cool. Like, let's be pals. And like one of, one of my friends I'll talk about a lot later when we talk about like good things and bad things that come out of Stan Twitter. But yeah, I think a lot of the people I've connected with mm-hmm. was mostly because we're like, huh, how crazy is this take that this person has? And then, you know, that's how you become friends with people. Yeah. I feel like you have, like, I I mentioned this to Maggie as we were, like, preparing for this, but, like, you have, like, a really good sense of, like, awareness and realizing it's not that deep, which is something that we hold very dear to our hearts here at (laughs) L-Drop. And, like, you're good at, you're also really good at, like, calling out people who take the fandom too seriously or who are being, like, insane or toxic or racist or something. So I'm just, like, how do, like, how do you balance that? Because you're like in this fandom but like you're also how do you oh, not i drop like all the time staying, believe it you yeah, how do you so not drop fed up with the way that people think sometimes <laughs> like i can if you want i can talk about one of like my all i'm about to drop moments of swifty twitter in the past like two years if you want to hear that little story okay so i don't know if you of guys course. have listened to folklore have you guys listened to yeah. it yeah okay that's okay uh, i can explain i did that was the first <laughs> Yeah. Wait. Um, so there's a yeah. song on Folklore. Wait, Folklore yeah. was the first one. And okay, Betty yeah, is written about, it's a love song about a woman. So this is the first time that Taylor Swift has ever written a song that's about a girl okay. in like a nice little cute romantic way. I love Betty. I think Betty's great. Betty served as a really good vehicle for women love women people in the fandom because they're like, wow, like this is the first time that I've listened to a song by Taylor Swift and can really, really relate to it. It was this really validating moment for a lot of lgbt swifties and it was great it was really great now there was an interview that taylor swift did a couple weeks later that was like oh betty is written from the point of view of a man whatever and everyone was like okay great music is subjective yeah which is fine and that's not even like part of what happened what happened was a bunch of swifties it was very bizarre they started calling out lgbt swifties and be like ha see like taylor would never write a song that was women love women like you are so invalidated this is a man loving a woman like you are so stupid and there were some really horrible horrible things that were said i had a good friend who she deactivated for weeks because she was like i don't feel safe here i mean there's been like there was doxing that happened because of that incident like people were outed to their families there is there's really horrible stuff that happened. And that happens Holy with all um, stand cultures that, you know, sometimes people just take it way too far because they just forget that people are people. I think people get carried away that it's like, oh, it's the internet and it doesn't matter. But, like people getting outed to their families is not something that should ever happen, especially over a Taylor Swift song. Like, please, half marathon backwards. Like, take yeah. a step back. It's just... <laughs> You can see God, horrible things. Crazy. There's also there's are like things that bother me is people will kind of have this I'm a better fan than you mentality. And that happens across all fandoms. They'll be like, Oh, I've seen Taylor twenty times and you've only seen her once. Like you are a worse fan than me, or I own more merchandise than you. It's just like this elitist gatekeeping kind of right. mentality that's very bothersome to me and that's something that whenever i see that i will call it out and be like look like you are not shit you're a taylor swift fan sit down this does not matter your number of shows and the thousands of dollars you've spent does not matter in the grand scheme of things it is just bizarre to me that people think this way <laughs> so i almost drop a oh lot. my god <laughs> i almost drop a lot that is so <laughs> do <intense>. you <laughs> do you think that her the personality of her fandom has like evolved do you think it's been the same the whole time changed as her music has changed i think the kind of people that are taylor swift fans have changed Mm. a lot since i've been a fan because i remember i got not like made fun of but people were like oh ew like you like taylor swift back when she was like a country star um but now it's very normal like a bunch of people like taylor swift a bunch of people go to her concerts and it's really because she's like a big pop girl right now you know she's like one of the biggest musicians in the world um so there's a lot of different people now yeah. I think, that you'll see being taylor swift fans especially with her being pop music 
just a whole breadth of people. Yeah. Um, okay. So I think that it would be interesting now to get into some of our questions about yeah. like general, like fandom culture. So I want to know if there's other fandoms that you're in or just fandoms that you like respect from a oh distance and you're like, it looks like they're having fun. Sure. But so I don't really know about I'm their thing. I'm a huge thing. Halsey fan. Um, I must, I'm much less ingrained in the Halsey fandom as in not a lot of them follow me or know who I am. Um, but I follow a lot of accounts that follow her. Uh, and I'm also in Diz Twitter, which is the technical name for just like Disney Twitter. And that's mostly just to follow on like, you know, new rides opening and movie development. And that's just because I'm interested. Yeah. So it's, it's about, about like, the, stuff. it's about the and, like park. everything breaking down because of budget cuts and that's quarantines fun. and stuff, <laughs> which has been pretty interesting. Um, so I do follow those. The one I was, no, yeah, cut in. Come Wait, in. so, okay. Can we talk about, so like what, why oh, do you want to know um, about like the because, rides at well, that's Disney just because I'm like a huge Disney person for people listening that don't know me. I've been going to Disney World since I was five. Um, and it's just one of those things that I find fascinating. Like I find Disney history really interesting. I find it funny when animatronics break down and they put like a cardboard cutout to replace it because it's just bonkers as to why you would do that. They did that last week. They have a cardboard cutout <laughs> because something broke. And I was like, what? <laughs> Yeah, just take it out and leave it blank. Just for a take while. it out. I don't know. I just find it interesting knowing how things work behind the scenes. Um, and I think that's just because, like, lawyer brain, I'm like, I need to know how every single thing works ever. Um, so that's why I follow those. The fandom I appreciate the most is BTS stands. They, like, that is a world that I want to know everything about. I, yeah. I think it's really what, interesting. What do you think? And I guess this them. is more about the music, too, is that. Normally, it's American artists that get brought into other parts of the world. And I think this is really, besides, like, the Beatles, which is really, like, yeah. Like, it's interesting to like see Selena Gomez. music from a completely different culture just take <laughs> over America. Because it's really the first time it's ever happened. And I love watching American yeah, totally. BTS fans specifically just going so hard for them. And, like, advocating about how they should be recognized by the Grammys. And, like, I still need to listen to them. That's, like, my number one musical of 2021 is to listen to more of their stuff um yeah yeah bts like i used to a couple of my roommates were bts stands and they like had these like serious political jobs and we would be like talking about career stuff and then they'd be like oh my god are you staying up till the night for like blah blah, blah release yeah and it's I was, fascinating like, you guys are bts stands like <laughs> they're everywhere they're literally everywhere and you just don't know it um and i, I think they're really big on community and i I haven't seen this in a lot of other fandoms because, again, like Taylor Swift fandom is very gatekeepy. What I've seen with BTS is you'll see someone and be like, oh, I'm going to start listening to BTS. And a bunch of random people will start applying and be like, oh, my God, like, welcome. Like, we're so happy to have you. Like, we're so glad you're listening to them. And it's just so wholesome to see that because you really don't see that with a lot of oh fans. Of anyone. And that's the thing I think I appreciate the most about BTS stands. They're cute. So, like, if you had to cute. say... Do, is BTS like rare um, and how nice? Probably, it is? but I I know they also think? have their issues with toxic whatever because every Twitter, every Twitter community in general does. Think about people who are like super political on Twitter on either side. Like they're just gonna go at it with people who don't agree with them. So, so you don't think that? So you don't think that no, any fandom is like chance. not toxic at all? Do you think any fandom is like bad no. for the world? Like that it's crossed over the lines so. of being I mean, I like think actually going toxic? to be subsets of each fandom that has that. Um, that they're just really op- opinionated or just they like to put people down. But I think you can find that in any any community ever. You know what I mean? It's like if you think about like, I don't know, like a sorority or fraternity in college, you can always think of a group that's like really mean for no reason. Like It's just kind of like being in a community where there's a group of bad eggs. Can't really do anything about it. There's bad eggs. There's bad eggs. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And like, how much do you think the types of toxicity or the fights that happen, like, is related to the personality oh, of the person that's, they're That's of. really interesting. And I think people actually ask me that a lot more than you would think. I don't think it has anything to do with it, honestly. I really don't. Like, I think it's just the personality wow. of 
the person and they just happen to like Taylor Swift, let's say. Because let's be honest, like if you are attacking people and doxing them for something that's really stupid, that's not about being a Taylor Swift fan. You're just a shitty person. You just suck as a person. And like, unfortunately, you're tied right. to this community. And so yeah. I, you know, there's been like news articles and stuff about when these things happen. And the headline is always Taylor Swift fan does this. And it's unfortunate because it's not really about them being a fan. It's about them attacking mm. people online about something totally different, you know? So I, I don't think it really ties to mm. the person. Yeah. I will say I've heard rumors that Beyonce stands are horrible, but I know nothing about it. So I can't really approve or deny that theory. Yeah, people talk about like the, they'll if come you say, at like, you, Beyonce and like that happens with. I know. I actually, yeah, I have a good. Yeah, I was like, I'm. I like music too. reviews for like Pitchfork and Rolling Stone, yeah. and she wrote some review that wasn't even really about Taylor Swift, but mentioned her, and she's a Swifty, quote unquote. And all these Swifties started attacking her and tweeting her, being like, "You hate Taylor," blah blah blah, and she was like. I had an individual thought that was neutral on Taylor Swift. I am still a diehard fan of hers. It was like, here, here's another thing that I that think is, is a huge problem. And it's not just Taylor Swift. It's everywhere. Um, if you do not, and like Maria, you mentioned that I'm, I have this thing where I can call out people when they're being stupid and take things too deeply is that they cannot take a single criticism about the people that they stand. So like for me personally with Taylor Swift, one thing that's really bothered mm-hmm. me since last year, I guess, was she released Miss Americana, which is a documentary about kind of like her career path. But there's a really big part of it about how she wants to be this political activist. She wants to be more active in politics. She talks about Nashville and Tennessee. And then the presidential election rolls around mm-hmm. and George Floyd happens and she just doesn't really speak much about politics or about the current climate. She didn't really talk about Joe Biden winning at Mm -hmm. all. She didn't talk about the coup. And I, you know, I'm like very vocal about being like, if you put out a whole documentary and say that you're a political activist, it rubs me a little bit the wrong way that six months later, when huge political things are happening, you stay silent. You had, yeah, Yeah, you had plenty of opportunities to talk. She dropped the YouTube Calm Down music video during Pride Month in uh, 2019, I guess, which also has its own issues. And then, weirdly enough, a year later, when she doesn't have a music video coming out, she doesn't talk about Pride at all. And I've mentioned this on Twitter, and I've gone shit for it. And mm. people will be like, oh, you're just trying to hate on her. And I'm like, I've been giving my money to this woman for 10 years. I am allowed to say things that bother me and piss yeah. me off and still be a fan of hers. And people get really, really defensive about that kind of stuff. And it bugs me to no end. Because no one's perfect. You can't idolize these people and be like, oh, they make good music so they cannot make a wrong decision. Like, you can't do that. It's such a horrible mindset. Yeah, absolutely. And I just... Go ahead, Maria. I think it's like... I I think it, it like, triggers something in people where it's like um like no with way. the political things which i by the way i saw that documentary at work for like just like not wiped out two hours of my day Let's go, Abby. Like, my former manager abby if she's listening to this because she's a swifty um <laughs> <laughs> um like I, I guess it's like that triggers something in people with the political things where it's like it, it feels yes. like criticizing her feels like they're making a criticism on them and like how that yes. says something about them if they're not if like they're supporting this person and like you're saying like you didn't speak out about this really big thing that happened and it's like how dare you say anything wrong about that because like maybe they didn't say anything Maria, about you're so big that when it happened. that's like, like absolutely... i feel like it's just, and, no it's like, like absolutely correct kind of because i remember when the whole terrorist of thing happened <laughs> it was so big kind like i never really went to war fighting about it but a lot of people did. And I was like, I wonder if it's just because you don't want people looking at you and being like, oh, you're a Taylor Swift fan, like, ba 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 ba. And people take it so personally. And again, it's just not that deep. You, it's just, you don't have to agree with everything exactly. a musician does. It's fine. It's not the mm, end of the world. Yeah. It's not going to kill you. Yeah. I feel like we all get caught, like, when you're in that mindset you almost get caught in like a high school vibe of like someone's gonna shit on you for your music taste and someone's gonna shit on you because you like show tunes or because you like taylor swift and it's like 
in high mm-hmm. school or in middle school even if that happens oh, yeah. to you like it can be like socially detrimental or really embarrassing or even traumatizing but it's like that doesn't you can't no it doesn't happen like that when you grow up yeah like you don't have to fine. have like, fear of your that. whole yeah. identity doesn't have to be being yeah. a fan of someone's music and just going to war for them all the time and i feel like that's something that every community like stand community has to kind of internalize because i see it across the board and i'm like oh man you guys we gotta we got some growing up to do it because it's just such a horrible mindset to be in all the time like imagine just being on the defense 24 7 for someone that frankly you don't know you don't know this person people think that they're like oh like you know i i followed this person for 10 years so i know everything they think i know the reasoning for everything they do but you don't you don't know why famous people do the things that they're doing even if it seems genuine even if it seems true like you can't just Mm -hmm. assume you know these people that are basically strangers to you it's so true yeah that's so right like the, the like access to celebrity makes it um so easy to like dehumanize them or not dehumanize them I guess just like forget that they're so far away like that they're yeah. so 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 far away from you and to like not consider their feelings yeah. and they're just like, like a person making a series well. someone decisions. like Ariana Grande like Taylor Swift like Beyonce yeah you are being watched by millions of people every single thing you do everything you do the pressure of that is just unimaginable to me and to still go out there and be like, I'm going to talk to my fans and I'm going to try to connect to them. Even though if I make like one slip yeah. up, I might get yelled at by millions of people. Like, oh God, it's, it sounds horrible Ugh. to me personally. Yeah. I couldn't do it. Um, okay, Seriously. I'm really excited to hear about the things that you like about fandoms like what are the best parts how is it yay this is the good part i know i feel like i talk about these things and people are like why do you do it because there are a lot of negative downsides but i will say the positives they outweigh them a lot the one the one thing i like talk to people when they ask like oh like how you know why do you stay around i have a friend named kendra i know she'll be listening to this so hello kendra she is (laughs) she is full-blown swifty um just like i've been following her for years um but she (laughs) uses not uses swifties that's a horrible thing to say but she will like help other causes through swifties like over the summer during quarantine we're all bored out of our minds kendra had this really funny idea to do a zoom symposium and basically what it was was a bunch of swifties made powerpoints on anything they wanted related to taylor swift and it was just the most it was the most bizarre event ever there was like 40 powerpoints about stupid shit and it was really funny and just a way for people to just laugh for a couple hours so this happens and kendra's really really into philanthropy and giving back she is um an expert in suicide prevention like that's her job and so she was like okay how can i bring this community together and do some good so what we what she did was she did a zoom and it was only presentations from um swifties of like minority groups so disabled swifties swifties of color um lgbt swifties and they gave presentations on what they think the fandom is really toxic about and like how the fandom can improve and she did um donations for it to the black trans advocacy coalition and raised over eight thousand dollars in a night yeah just from one event wow um Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, like incredible, that is incredible literal... amount of money. She did another one with like, our friend Isabel, and it was like I don't a, even know what I was going to say. Like it's a amazing. trivia night, and it was for Isabel's. Uh, she's like a foundation called the Disability Together, uh, maybe coalition. It might just be called Disability Together. But they raised over two thousand dollars for another organization. Kendra also makes pins, and she's donated almost five thousand dollars from the pins, and the pins are like Taylor Swift. Oh my god. They are. I feel like all your Swifty they friends are, are like well, really accomplished yeah, and have their shit together and are like people think it stands like these weird girls. like little gremlins, which I guess we kind of are. But really powerful. Also, like, really cool, educated people. And it's just she found a way <laughs> to just be like, okay, like I have this community of thousands of people. How can I bring us all together to give back? And it's like that was the most eye-opening thing ever that I was like, we can do so much good just as a community. It's like a club, basically. It's like a college club raising money for something. Um, and these kind of things happen pretty often. These events happen. Mm-hmm. People donate to things. Um, I know right. like, if, like if there's a Swifty that needs help financially in the fandom, people will give them hundreds of dollars to help them out. Um, 
So there are really incredible sides to it that people don't talk about because they really do get wrapped up in this like, oh, stand bad mentality, which like, yes, it is bad a lot of the time. But there's really incredible work that can be done in these communities. And we, Kendra and I are actually working on like a little something that we're going to do, which I'm really excited about. Um, Cause it's, it's just fun knowing that like <gasps> these people will support us in trying to help oh God, others. Teaser. And they're so gung ho about it. And they're like, Oh, you're going to do this. We're going to donate so much. We're going to share it on all of our socials, like our personal Instagrams. So the community part of it is it can be really incredible and really touching. Yeah, it's a lot of money. I think about like eight thousand dollars in a night wow. just for Swifties watching PowerPoints. Like that's ridiculous, <laughs> just absurd. Yeah, it's, it's so ridiculous. like. What do you think separates? Thinking back, like thinking about your whole journey with Taylor Swift and with the fandom, what do you think separates at the outset people who like? seek that online community interesting and fans yeah because like, i know don't. like i know like our friend ryan who is who is a friend of the pod um he is not on stan twitter but he is obsessed with taylor swift he too is. like we talk about her all the time um but he's just not in that online space i right. don't really know what draws people to it versus what doesn't i mean for me personally i grew up as an only child um so when the internet came out and you could like just go and do things and like talk to people that was something that really drew me in. You know, I wasn't like a really popular kid. Um, I didn't really feel like I fit into any groups. Even when I was in like high school, I was still kind of like floating around and figuring out who I was as a person. And like, it just felt nice to find a group of people that was really passionate mm-hmm. about what I was passionate about. And I was like, cool. The internet is a can, can be, isn't always, but can be a cool, inviting place to just connect with people that are passionate about the same things that I am. Um, and when I was in college, I dipped out of the internet a lot because I found people in person that were interested in the same things that I was. But I think it can be a really good tool for people who are in physical spaces that they just don't really feel like they fit in. Because you will find there is 100% possibility you will find someone online that is the same level of passionate as you are about something. And I think that's really incredible. Yeah. I think that's so, like, proactive. It's really wholesome. Because I think that, like, when people feel isolated socially, the other, like, one other option you Mm -hmm. have is to just, like, take it out on yourself. Yes. Oh, yeah. And just be like, well, I must be fucked up, you know? Like, like, I'm not going to, like, I'm almost too embarrassed to go admit that I want to meet people. Like, to go seek out a fandom, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that it's interesting that, like, the people in this fandom and in all kinds of different yeah, fandoms I think it's like really sweet. decided I, to like go you know, try again, to find each other. This thing has a lot of downsides to it. There's a lot of horrible things, but I will see younger people who are like 16, 17, 18, you know, whatever. And they'll talk about how they've never really felt like they fit in anywhere. And that these are people that they want to keep in their lives for a long time. And even, you know, even if it's someone that like you DM for six months and you never hear from again, if they have a positive impact on you and how you see the world, I don't see a lot of harm in that, you know? Yeah, there's some heartwarming stuff mm. in there. And I, I think That's it is so really nice. cool that Taylor Swift does this a little bit less now mm-hmm. after the Reputation era because she just kind of disappeared for a while, as we all know. But like Halsey, for example, she tweets her fans all the freaking time. Her team has sent me stuff for free for like no reason. Like it's really cool being able to connect with these musicians that, you know, 20 years ago, oh my you would never even dream oh, cool. of being within 50 feet of them. And they... Yeah, because it's like I, I talk, my mother right. is like, like having a, a direct Barbra interaction, like a Barbra Streisand yeah. stan, like obsessed with her. Um, and I remember when I was a kid, she would always be like, oh, my God, if <laughs> I met Barbra Streisand, I would pass out. And I was like, what? I don't get it. And then as I got older, I was like, oh, like, I, I get it now. Like, if I met Taylor Swift, I would easily pass out. Like, one time she liked one of my Tumblr posts and I started <laughs> like, hysterically I it. crying. It was wild because I was like, oh, my God, like this, this woman that I idolize and I think is like <laughs> one of the most brilliant musicians ever has seen me and like perceived me for 30 seconds like this is bananas that's that's so real like that that little moment like i remember that i used to listen to this podcast a few years ago um that is no longer on the air but 
like they would do like on the air they would do like twitter q a so fun like, one time i asked them a question and they like liked it's it so and cool. then asked it in the next episode and i was just like like i was like oh yeah. my god like i was just like telling everybody and it was just like this podcast that i you know it like wasn't even close to like yeah this, i think like, in, like artists i think a big part of it is it just it makes you feel years, a little bit like less small little moment, like, sometimes so and it's like wow this really person cool. this person that millions of people are passionate about and mm-hmm. that you know is record recognize in the world yeah notice me this random person that just lives you know on the east coast and isn't really doing much like it's just a cool validating thing i think about like what would happen if the beatles came out during like stand time like what like yeah. how ridiculous yeah i was so obsessed with the beatles sure. in high school like i get it and i was like that with them for sure yeah i think it's cool that you like care like that you're willing to care even though, like, I think it's oh. cool that you liked her, even when it was yeah, really uncool I just, to like her, and when it, people it was would, like, make like fun people, of people would say things her. to me that were like mean, and I just didn't really yeah. understand it. Like, for example, I'm not a huge Ariana Grande fan, but I don't go to my friends who are fans of hers and be like, "Haha, look at this thing that she's like when she licked the donut or whatever." I didn't go to people and be like, "Oh my god, look at what she did!" Like, what is the purpose of that? She's her own person. That doesn't matter if you like her. Like, I just. Yeah, I it's I have complicated feelings about it, but I think the yeah. the goods outweigh the bads. Um, yeah, when people yeah, would make fun of you in high I school, mean, like, would you like be sad about it? Made, I mean, people made fun of me in general, but like not not for that. Um, yeah, I mean, it kind of hurts your feelings because like I identify <laughs> one of my big identifiers. I feel like is that I'm a Taylor Swift fan. Like everyone that knows me knows that. Um, and so for people to look at me and be like, oh, that automatically yeah. makes you a worse person. It's just like not a cool thing to, to do. Music is a very fluid thing and not everyone is going to like the same thing. And I feel like people have the superiority complex about music taste. Oh, even me in high school. And I was like, I don't listen to pop music. Like, why? Shut up. What are you talking about? Oh, totally. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's like yeah, just, and I was like that too. It's like you're just denying yourself of why. Like, why are you? Why are you doing? Just look a really certain way. You have to. Like, you're just wasting your time. And the thing yeah, is, no that, one cares. Like, it, it. The thing is that like no one cares. And if looking, yeah, like yeah, it's if like someone, nobody's if, like perceiving if you. Seventeen year old is attacking you when for your music taste. No they're cares. the problem, not you. But you don't see that until you're older, which sucks. Yeah, like you just don't get it right so fucking true and like totally. i was trying i was thinking about it and like maria and i both have two older siblings Ooh. and we're the babies and i wonder if that's part mm-hmm. of it too like we were hanging out with our siblings and their friends who probably didn't even like mm-hmm. again sure they didn't really care what we were doing but they probably said some offhand thing once <laughs> about something that we liked and we were like i will never God, like this okay. thing again no yeah. no like <laughs> never well, again. not letting that happen again you know like and literally how much that stuff yeah like those patterns last in your mind until you like i did that and i hate to admit it like, two of my best like friends this. one of them is the one that got me to taylor swift um they were huge one direction fans in high school because that was when they first came out and because i hated pop music i was always like ew like why do you like one direction and now i listen to them all the time right. why did i rob myself of one direction why did i do this and i've apologized to them and be like i'm so sorry like their music <laughs> slaps it really hit what makes you beautiful is incredible i can't believe i robbed myself of this joy especially at the young ripe age of like 16 so good it's so good steal my girl Amazing. story of my life yes that one an incredible song like, why, why did i rob myself of that what How is um cool steal my, steal and my i thought girl? that was cool at the yeah. time and i look Jam. back and i'm like that was so not chill like don't <laughs> do that i know it's yeah. just like it's and literally just so worrying yourself over yeah a waste of energy so is the perfect way to waste of energy Wow. I mean, I just, I, I don't know. I feel like this has like been such a wonderful her. conversation. Yeah. I think. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, so many questions answered. I just, like, admire like, how, because I just admire how early in oh, life God, no. you were able to, like, no, ignore like, what other people thought of you that much. 
I'm not trying to sound like you know what it's it not was? like you were like a freak. I think it was because there were so saying, many other like, things I don't that sound people like that. put me down for, mostly like appearance and personality wise. And those things, I like those things still bother me to this day. And those are still things I grapple with. But music is all like ever since I was oh. a little kid. That's always been something that I'm like. If I like this, I'm not going to be ashamed of it because music is like what I'm passionate about. I've been a singer since I was a kid. I did musical theater as a kid. Like I played instruments since I was a kid. And I was like, I'm not letting people touch me about this. Like this is just, Mm -hmm. I'm going to block that out. And I'm still like that to this day. Like I feel like people now, it's the opposite. And they're like, oh, like your music taste isn't unique enough. And all you listen to is pop. I'm like, what? What? You can't win. And I'm like, yeah, I do like pop music. And I also like really obscure screamo rap. <laughs> Shut and I'm just going to accept my truth and move on. Like, right. it literally is about vibing. Because it's like, just like music is just about like vibe vibing. With. Live and, music like, is such a beautiful experience. That is the number vibes. one thing I miss right now. And it's so weird that people just put attention into robbing that from others. For, like, and what do you gain from it? What are you getting out of this? It's just yeah. like this short term. I mean, like, I think Marie and I have talked. Like, when we started the pod. When we started this podcast. <laughs> like, <laughs> that was cool. That sounded like ASMR vibes. Um, but I mean, like, I feel like that. And I think I'm worse about it to be honest but that was like a question we oh were God. asking was like <laughs> like with the band Cimarelli it's like okay I Cimarelli stand way too much about this but and I judge just by their existence no no we we are baffled and continue to be baffled we and we just like just what? kind of put it down I really want to talk we oh my have, God. have to have a bonus step where we like talk to you about that because I just know that you would have good thoughts <laughs> but we just had to be like I mean, I, I'll speak for myself, like, at some so point, true. like, why are you engaging with things that annoy you? Like, what little mental yeah. hit of superiority so are you true. coming back for yeah. in your little rap Absolutely. brain that you're just doing this, you know? <laughs> and I just feel like it's the same. Yeah. You think that it's making you happier than it is. And you think that you're like yeah. more okay about it and more healthy about yeah, it. Yeah, we're than really getting are. meta with our But it's true. Damn, like music this is, is like getting meta part of being alive, I think. That's getting really real. meta. And it's just like there's no point in being so judgmental about it. I don't know. I have a lot of thoughts on this. So many thoughts. <laughs> this, this is lovely. So Do you guys feel um, like Maria, what I mean, were you gonna say? I was just gonna say, like, were there any things about Swifty shit that we didn't get to talk about? Because I feel like we like have done a really good job in like. I think I got all of my. I don't want to like. Yeah, we want you to feel resolved. Long story short, is that you know, I think all Stan cultures have their problems. (laughs) Beautiful. I'm, I'm glad that I'm not so deep in the woods of it that I have the mentality of some of the Swifties I see on my timeline. That's like she is a god and she does no wrong. Like I'm very glad I'm not that person. Mm-hmm. But I'm like so grateful for what being a fan of hers has brought me between like the way her music has affected because like this has really been about like what being a fan of hers mm. and like the culture of the community is like. But between that and the things her music has brought to me, I would never trade it for literally anything. Like I it really is an mm-hmm. integral part of who I am. Um and it is a little weird to be like, yes, I'm on Stan Twitter and like I'm involved in a Stan community at the age of twenty-five as a lawyer, but <laughs> It brings me joy, and like I think there's so many cool things you can do with being a part of an online community like that. So those are my my big brain thoughts on it. Oh, beautiful! It's amazing, Maggie. What no, I was literally going to say the same thing. Like, um, yeah, should we? I what feel like we're ready to talk about what past week or maybe a month and a half. I don't know. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Maria, why don't you start? I mean, there's been plenty, <laughs> like, as we so said, close, like, outside of this podcast. An always on the, the floor. <laughs> Trying to scoot back, but close We're to dropping scooting. at all times. <laughs> We're so close. Um, I've been really close to dropping these past few weeks. Not mm-hmm. just, like, not because of, like, things people were doing, but just, like, work has been really busy and then I feel like I don't have time to do things afterwards and then I'm just like oh god I just, oh, I'm not a person 
but I've been getting better at it this week. I just like kind of like waiting in the waters. Um, so one of the things that I randomly got suggested on my YouTube mm-hmm. was a video um, of this man called Frank Watkinson. And he oh, sings covers. And he's like a, you know, 70, <laughs> 80 year old man. Wait, yeah, I've like totally has- seen him come up. But I haven't listened. Okay, okay, perfect. Yeah. I was like, how did this man come up in my feed? He sings covers and he's like this really sweet old man and he did a cover of I'll Follow You Into the Dark, which is like really unlike him because like I think he, he like pretty much from what I saw, I didn't watch any of his other videos, but he did mostly like classic yeah. stuff. And then like that was the like the most contemporary thing I saw and it was so sweet. It like really made my day and like a day where I, I was just that. like so just like stressed and like overworked Aww. and it was really sweet. It was just like I just I watched it right before this started because I was like, "That's so nice." I think what happened with that so I this might be another you, like, older gentleman to, like, making covers on YouTube. So I don't know like, if it's him. I think what happened was someone on TikTok, like this guy on YouTube, had like no views, and <laughs> this guy posted him on TikTok and was like, "Hey, I found this older gentleman on YouTube. He's really great." And the TikTok went viral, and that's how his channel went viral. And like that is just so cool and sweet and just a wonderful. I feel like that's that, that might be it. Cause yeah, that is really sweet. All of the comments were like, oh! just like people like hyping him up, and he was like, Thank "I you. love, that. I needed this today," or just like stuff like that. I it's think so that sweet. there's a lot of lonely so, yeah, older people that have found that's connection really on the internet. I need like, to listen more to than him. Think yeah. about. Yeah, I love that. Um, okay. Yeah, Maggie, what kept me? What kept you um, dropping? Kind of on a similar vibe. This yes. Is not surprise either of you yes, guys. Yes, yes, But music videos. I oh my God. have just been like retro. Yeah, vibes. like I've just been having this these like moods where I like want to chill out, but like don't want to like completely turn off and get into a show. But I'm also not trying to, like, do nothing and read a book. And, like... You're so right. Music videos are so good and fun. Like, they, they just... Are. I don't know. They use, like, such, like, cool colors. And I don't know. I'm a very, like... I've always been into, like, cool smells and, like, cool lighting and, like, being really specific about my vibe. So, like, I just really like having a music video playing. And I've just been... I think I'm pretty good at curating a a good music video playlist and I just like sit there and watch them and it's so fun because like they put a lot into their random and it's just funny because like yes last night we watched an ABBA music we watched like the Mamma Mia music video it's hilarious like what they used to be music videos it was just like the like it was like one take like it was like the band and the, instead of like cutting to close up like I'm thinking like Beyonce countdown like it's her close up face it's far away it's all the dancers right this is like it just zooms into their faces and then it's extremely close and it's like that's so and then it's just like a guy playing piano like it's very literal I love that and now it's like <laughs> you have no idea what the fuck the story of the video is half Concepts. the time but it's like vibes yeah. so that has oh been what's um, kept love. me from dropping. I got sworn into Lexi, the bar what about last you? weekend. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> um, so that was really cool. That very much kept me from dropping because that has been a go-to life in the past four years. Um, but also the worst. <laughs> That's so close to dropping. Like you are literally hovering. Yeah, because law school before. is like um, close to dropping. Related to like stand culture is Halsey announced that she was pregnant with her first <laughs> kid. Um, and this this is like not very well known. And I feel like whenever people yeah. talk about why. I like her so much. I always have to mention this. So she has endometriosis. She's always wanted a kid. And she actually had a miscarriage on stage during a show and went backstage, cleaned herself up, put a diaper on and went back out (gasps) performing. She is such a badass. Like she's so strong. It's it's traumatic. And she has just always wanted a child. Her last album, she actually had a song about her miscarriages and has like how bad she wants to be a mother. Um, so just seeing that she's like healthy and pregnant was like just an incredible thing to see. Cause it's not just like, Aww. Oh, like my favorite celebrity got pregnant. It's like, Oh, you've had traumatic experiences and like, it's happening for you finally. So that was a nice little thing to see. So that was my other one. 
Yeah, that's a crazy story if you want to Google it. It's just heartbreaking right. stuff. But really didn't like Damn. make the news because it was kind of when she was not as famous Amazing. as she is now. Oh, my God. Yeah. So that, those are my two little things. Two little things. <laughs> no, yeah. I had no idea about that. Beauty and mm-hmm. Grace. That's amazing. <sighs> Beauty. Can I, mention, I have to mention. Yes. Okay. The water bracket real fast. This guy from what? my high school did a full on <laughs> 16 seed bracket for the best body of Please. water. And it was so. Lexi, I can send it to you because he's That's hysterical. It, Jag, shout out to you. Like it. I just what it was one? such a wonderful, was the weird, funny community experience. The Medi- or the Mediterranean Sea one. And this is the thing about it, That's- is that in round one, <laughs> the Mediterranean Sea was up against a glass of water and it won by one vote. That really is sports. And then it went on to win the whole That's thing. His, I, and that is sports. I think I talked That's about this. I love drama. obscure Instagram polls. I just think it's like just getting the community opinion on something completely random that no one's thought about ever. It's a great thought. Experience. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Like my geese poll that I did a long time ago. I was I did it live on Your a run geese because poll. I was about to run by a bunch of geese and I was like, is it a joke that they're actually scary because they're completely in I'm my way it. and I'm terrified. Yo, geese are scary. And so I was like, Jersey is it, geese are like, scary. Am I fine? And it, it was 50-50. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I'm oh literally so like I went to buy a river for refuge and was like, <laughs> and I, I'm just I must not get away do that. <laughs> The internet, the internet has spoken. That's yeah, so me too. Okay, guys. Yes, I feel was, so light. I'm happy. I feel good. I feel Lexi. Do you feel like you're gonna I'm float away? Too. Oh, so fun. Thank you for That's having amazing. me. I've I've been a fan since day one. Well, thank you so much. This was like this made my day when Maggie texted me. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, happy to be here. Oh, oh my god. I'm happy. That's so sweet. We, I'm happy. Guys, this is the best. Listeners, I'm we love you. Ready and, to float away. Um, just keep being a listener, please. Email us. If you email us, who knows? You could end email up on us. your own day. Honestly, like, we have that yeah. spot on now because that's the price <laughs> yeah, for it's emailing like Patreon, us but like, the best of the pod. Just <laughs> Don't very small me. and direct. Um, but it's free. We will drop at gmail.com. Easy, funny, easy to remember. Easy, all right, easy. girlies, that's it. That's all she wrote. That's all they said. Everyone have a good <laughs> everything. Try not yeah, to drop remember there's week, always everyone. something to keep you from dropping.